In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual. And Cinda Virtual is part of Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's largest digital nonprofit networks. And Cinda brings together thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. We have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact, globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. Please download this series. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and almost every major podcast platform. And listen to us live Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to Leadership Beyond Borders and connect to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. When you send me an email, let me know what you'd like to hear, what kind of subjects you'd like to hear about on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. And today we're going to dive a little bit more into digital and talk about digital. We're going to dive, you know, as we go through each day, we dive deeper and deeper into the virtual world and consumer behavior is becoming more and more online and digital to marketing expectations are getting new pressures. There are new pressures on agencies. There are new pressures on marketers because all customers want to be found in this digital world. Marketers are frequently expected to produce online miracles, getting customers ranked on search machines, popped up on customers' computers, and standing out among among the sea of marketing messages that we get digitally. Companies also want to know exactly what data uh, agents, what data the agencies are using to track performance. And this often helps them understand how to spend their marketing budgets and to target. And at the same time, marketers feel they're struggling to stay innovative and creative in this new environment. At the same time, we're seeing new services and products popping up all over the place. And today, we're going to take a look at the digital agency landscape and digital marketing. Our guest today is Ken Knorr. He is the CEO and founder of the white-label digital marketing company, That Company. Yes, the company's name is literally That Company. And for over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing firms in providing high-quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services 
all under their respective brands. With over 400 plus agency partners, that company has become the most widely trusted name in white label services that provide a true end-to-end white label solution that's scalable. Ken is a leader who believes that one plus one equals three, and his conscious leadership style brings him to find the best solutions for both his team and his customers. So, Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. How are you today? Great, great. And, um, yeah, I mean, things are changing. I mean, everything's just speeding up. I mean, what's going on in this whole digital marketing agency landscape today? Yeah, I bet, you know, the biggest changes that are going on, and it's it's been a gradual thing, but it's a constant thing, and that is, Today, the expertise you need uh, is is getting deeper. I, you know, ten years ago, uh, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, you you could be a generalist and you could get away with it, and you could get a, a and you could do a good job across a lot of different things. But things are becoming so specialized today. If you want to be successful in Facebook or if you want to do Google advertising, you have to be incredibly specialized. I think that's the what the landscape really looks like today is that this deep level of specialization necessary to be successful. And is that, is that specialization um, being driven from the technologies that we're seeing and the technology changes we're seeing in the landscape? Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, it, Google, uh, just using them as one piece of it, um, has gotten a lot more uh, uh, intense in the way that, uh, the abilities of the things that you can do. Uh, it's not, you know, 15 years ago, it was an auction in pay-per-click. You basically bid on a keyword and you, the guy that bid the most is the one that, uh, that took the top spot today. It's just not that. And it's all about creating audiences and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's just a lot more complicated, uh, than it was a simple bid that it was, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. And um, before we move on to understanding what your agency, uh, what your company does, um, another question on that, okay? So agencies are becoming more specialized, and you're a great leader, and it's it's hard to find talent today, or, or talent, you know, the Generation Z goes from one job to another. Is it not just the agencies that are becoming specialized, but also the individuals? It certainly is. So finding Finding great talent uh, is an important part of it. And un- unfortunately, or just the reality, I don't know if it's unfortunate, it's just the reality. Today's higher education uh, does not turn out the specialists. They turn out generalists. They turn out people mm-hmm. that understand marketing but may- maybe don't know exactly what to do uh, to manage a Google pay-per-click campaign or to be uh, to manage successfully a, a Facebook campaign. So uh, a lot of times that takes additional specialized training. And what we've result, uh, you know, resorted to in this environment is to do our own training. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, sitting on the other side of a table with me, uh, in, in not on a mic, but is one of our guys that uh, is brand new to our company and he's here to learn. And so uh, part of what we do uh, is to continually provide training, this continual training, because even if you have become a specialist, the amount that Google is changing, the amount that Facebook is changing, the amount that all of these platforms are evolving, they're not the same as they were six months ago. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how much stuff is changing. So, yes, 
you, you have to be as an employer, uh, as a, an agency, I have to have a dedication and commitment to continual uh, uh, learning uh, for our team members as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and you're you're a white label marketing agency. So can you can you know I, I mean everybody knows white label. You know if you go to Walmart or something like that. Right. But can you explain that in the marketing world? Sure, uh, sure. So it, it we got into it kind of accidentally when we first started our company uh, back in 2007. We our flagship product was pay per click management doing managing those paid advertising campaigns on a variety of different platforms, Google, Yahoo, uh, that was pre-Facebook. Um, but we were, we were contacted, and this we kind of got into it completely organically. We were contacted by a very large SEO firm out in New York City. And they called us up and said, we do SEO really well, but, but we don't know, um, and we don't have the specialization to do pay-per-click. Would, would you do pay-per-click for us, for our clients? And so we developed with them a very specific arrangement, and and we kind of modeled the remainder of our business years later uh, off that original arrangement. And so we, what white label means is that we talk to our agency's clients directly. A lot of times you see an outsourcing where the outsourcing company turns the wrenches or does the work, but they Mm -hmm. don't talk to the client. We actually do talk to the client, and we behave and act as our agency partner. So we'll just call them SEO New York City. Um, so we actually call the client as SEO New York City. We'll answer the phones as SEO New York City's pay-per-click department. Uh, we'll uh, send out reports under SEO New York City's brand and on, under their emails, addresses, et cetera. So we completely become invisible to the end client as far as they don't know that they're working with that company. They think they're working with SEO New York City. And so that's where we white label our services. And we do that now with over 400 agencies across the United States, Canada, Europe, and Australia. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. So so the people that you bring in in our training now, um, they could be working for SEO North, uh, New York City, SEO Germany, or something like that. So these yeah. agencies, okay, so... So you're providing those services. So kind of are the agencies like outsourcing that to you entirely or do they keep things themselves? I'm thinking kind of like a, of a CIO model, um, you know. It's a little of everything. So, yeah. so there, there may be a case like what you're describing there. So uh, that I described in that original relationship where we do just one piece of a part of their, their offerings. And sometimes we bring the entire digital package to it. So we do search engine optimization, SEO. We do pay-per-click. We do social media marketing, uh, reputation management. uh, And we do some email marketing and stuff like that as well. A lot of times we might be working with an agency that um, is a traditional agency. One of of our partners is a 75-year-old traditional ad agency. And we basically are their entire digital department. Other times it might be because of that specialization there they do seo or they do web design or they do app development or they do some parts of it and we infill the rest and our team has gotten so good at at what we do because we've been doing white label so long that we will upsell services for our agency partners that we don't even provide so when wow. we talk to a client uh, we're working let's say on seo and we don't do the pay-per-click. Maybe the, the white label, you know, our partner does their pay-per-click in-house. And so we're doing search engine optimization, 
And we go, well, there's a pay-per-click opportunity here. You really should be running some remarketing over here on Facebook, or you should be running some remarketing uh, on Google. And they'll, and they'll be, okay, well, I'm very interested in doing that. Okay, let me get to you together with a salesperson. And we literally refer the customer back to their, the agency in-house, and they will close the rest of the thing. So we, we can work in all those situations where we are just a piece of it. Sometimes we're all of it. And so I, that's that's really interesting because it, it's it's kind of like a puzzle model here. You can take a piece, you can put a piece in, you can work. Um, but what about what about the customer? Okay, um, the end customer. Does this impact the customer experience at all, or does it change the customer experience if they might be working, you know, with you on one part and and the agency on another, or is it all transparent? Um, well, the, the customer, customer has no idea that we exist, right? So mm-hmm. we try to make our systems uh, integrate uh, well with our partners. So a lot of times our partners actually use our project management system for the customer interaction uh, for the parts that they do. Because part of what we provide is a project management system and a customer management system where we communicate with their customers under their brand. Uh, so it might say, uh, you know, it might say uh, uh, projects dot. Uh, uh, SEO New York City. And when we uh, see that, uh, you know, uh, they the customer logs into that and they interact with that, a lot of our, our partners decide to use our project management system to manage their in-house stuff with them. So it's just a, a, a value add. So they get some consistency there. But it's not uncommon, Kimberly, when you're working with an agency to work with multiple people. Because mm-hmm. it's so specialized, you might be working with an SEO guy, you might be working with a PPC guy, you might be working with a social media guy, um, all who have worked working on your account. But you don't know whether they're in the same building or whether yeah. or not uh, you know, they happen to be sitting in my office versus my partner's office. And, and we keep that pretty clear. The hardest part is really for, it's not for the customers, it's for our guys. They're constantly mm-hmm. putting a new hat on. They hang up this phone call and then they're picking up the next call or working with the next customer in the next hour. And they're having to remember that they're, you know, uh, working under a different brand now because it's constantly mm-hmm. changing brand hats, if that makes a sense. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And um, um, quick question. We're going to take a break in a minute, but uh, just uh, very curious. So, when you, you you're talking about training and constant learning with your team, so do you um, have your team kind of in specialized departments? Somebody's SEO specialist, somebody's yes. something else. Okay, and yeah. and does and does that make the difference in how you can provide services? It does. Well, we the only way to be successful is to 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 offer specialization, specialized training. I've got guys on this side that do pay per click, and that's what they they eat. Breathe and sleep, <laughs> pay per click, right? Yeah. And we've got guys that do SEO, and that's what they do: is they eat, breathe, and sleep SEO. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's a little crossover. Um, I've got guys that'll cross train and move between departments. But if you're going to stay up with what's going on in SEO, you better be an SEO guy. Um, it's it's too hard today to become a generalist and be really really good at it. You can be you can be a uh, what, uh, there's a there's a phrase about that. You can be a a, a, a master of none is how I think is. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the the phrase that goes. Yeah, on. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. it either. It'll come to you. after the break. I'll probably uh, it'll come to us. All right, we're going to take a short break. Um, and for our listeners, we are speaking with Ken Knorr. He's a CEO and founder of the white label digital marketing company called That Company. 
And yes, <laughs> the company's name is really that company. And for over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing firms in providing high-quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services, all under their respective brands, as you just heard. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Ken, you can get hold of Ken at www.thatcompany.com. And Ken, uh, that company is also under on LinkedIn under that-company and under Facebook on that company. And you can get Ken on LinkedIn and on Twitter under Ken Knorr, and that's K-N-O-R-R. And this broadcast is also being brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And if you would like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And each month, Cinda holds online learning series. And last month, this month in December, it was on e-commerce. But they also have live conferences. And hopefully, the next live conference is going to be in Berlin in 2021. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Today, we are part of an ever-changing mix of technological advances and business trends that redefine how we work, ongoing performance, and our world around us. Tune into Humanity Evolve with host Catherine Calarco. It's an open discussion about these trends and advances that come together to create a positive future for you, your family, and your world. Humanity Evolve can be heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you're listening to Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking about 
some innovative uh, marketing business models um, and digital marketing. And we're talking with Ken Knorr, and he's the CEO and founder of the white label digital marketing company, That Company. And yes, literally, (laughs) the name of it is That Company. And for over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing in providing high-quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services, all under respective brands. Now, um, Ken, you know, we learned about your model and, and, and how you're helping agencies serve the end customer. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the end customer now, okay? Um, sure. Whether it's SE, uh, you know, S, uh, SMEs um, or SMBs, whether you're in America or Europe, okay, um, or brands. So, I mean, let's look at the SME landscape first. I mean, the online has become so important during this pandemic. So what are what is some of the trends that you're seeing at the SME level, the local, more local business level? Sure. So there's, and by the way, I'm just going to jump first and say, it is so refreshing to hear my name spoken in its native <laughs> tongues. Uh, it, it is, we were talking before the show uh, in um, a German heritage and and my grandfather, it was Canor today. <laughs> and they actually roll the R's, Canor, right? Oh, today uh, in America, it's to the silent K, Nor. So if you ever get a hold of my son, he'll have no idea if you call him Canor. He'll be like, what? Um, <laughs> It is so neat to hear it said, and I know that uh, uh, we talked about that pre-show. Uh, but, but sorry, off on a tangent. Jumping back, <laughs> That's uh, good. you know the the pressure on uh, small medium enterprises uh, today is coming from uh, playing against the bigs. Um, and when we talk about what's going on in the in the pandemics, uh, you know, local businesses are are fighting against the behemoths like Amazon. Um, and, and Google is fighting against Amazon too. Now we got two behemoths in a ring now, but, <laughs> but Google, um, and, and Amazon to some degree, because any small business could sell on Amazon if they figured that out. Um, but Google is actually coming out with something, uh, in the local space now, uh, to help small businesses, which I think this is an emerging thing that's going on right now. Um, if you're using, um, software to manage, uh, your inventory, uh, your store inventory, your point of sale systems. Google is now getting ready to, and they're, they've launched this in a number of markets where they're integrating with those point of sale systems and they know the inventory on your actual shelf. And so when somebody does a search in Google now uh, in these markets that this is coming out in and they do a search for a particular product, instead of the product, just an Amazon result coming up and you can buy it online, uh, the Google local will come up and say it's available at this store, this store, and this store that's only five minutes away from you. Uh, but those are the pressures. I think some of the small, uh, medium enterprises, small, medium businesses are, are really dealing with, especially local businesses uh, during pandemic is how do I compete with the people now that are staying home and they're ordering online more? Um, do I need to get into e-commerce uh, how do I get into e-commerce? What's the best way for me to get my products uh, in, to to my customers? It's becoming not only uh, this global economy is 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 definitely starting to affect uh, the local economy, and you can buy you know uh, what you would normally just run up to the corner store for 
you now can get delivered here in the U.S. anyway uh, on a prime delivery next day. In fact, I, I was blowing my mind. I, I was sitting in, in Orlando the other day at my mom's house, and, and I had my portable printer with me. I was out of ink, and I went on Amazon, and I ordered the ink, and it was delivered to me that afternoon. Same day delivery. I don't. I didn't have to leave my house. I didn't have to get out. I didn't have to go up with my car. Well, think about what that did to the to the local office supply store is they fought against big box, but even the big box stores are fighting against, you know, the behemoths like Amazon that can do same day delivery right to me. I think those are our big time challenges. And, and you brought up something, you, you, you made a statement and kind of goes, goes to my heart when it comes to the SMEs. Um, you said, you know, actually the SMEs could sell on Amazon if they figured it out, okay? And um, I had that experience the other day, actually a positive where a small local one did put it on Amazon, and I got it. Um, but, you know, this is all complicated for them. I mean, do you, do you think they're going to get it? Um, um, you know, are agencies helping them get it when it comes to implementing um, e-commerce and implementing um, their products across platforms? How do they get the help to learn how to do this? Yeah. Uh, so, so the answer is yes, but it's a really complicated yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say that yes, age, that they can, can they get it? Will they get it? Can will it? Can agencies help? Um, certainly. Uh, if I'm going to sell on the the problem, let me let me just let me identify the challenge first. Mm-hmm. The problem for small business and working on a platform like Amazon um, is that. Unfortunately, with the, and for what it is, uh, when you're working in such a global environment, there's this massive race to the bottom in price, um, yeah. meaning that the margins are so thin when I get there. Um, can I sell it? I, I certainly can. Uh, but what I used to be able to sell in, in my corner store, if you will, or my local store where somebody could come get it and I could make a, a reasonable profit on that. Now I'm competing against, you know, 40 other guys that are selling the same product on the Amazon platform. And, you know, maybe this one guy is importing it directly from, from Asia and, and his price mm-hmm. point is, is going to smoke mine and, the, and it becomes very, very hard to compete in that. So can they do it? Absolutely. They can. Uh, they're going to have to be very careful about what products they're going to try to do it with and whether they've got this, uh, you know, margin pressure, uh, that pushes them into the, into the, into the floor where they're not, they're not making enough. And you certainly, uh, could, you know, buy a lot of one type of product or another type of product. Uh, and find yourself sitting on a lot of inventory that you bought it at the wrong price and can't sell it in the marketplace because, you know, others have uh, got some better, you know, back end than you do. Uh, so it's tough. It's going to take a lot of research. And there again, can an agency help you? Certainly an agency can help, uh, but, and I don't want to minimize this, We the agency has, is not a nonprofit business either. Um, and so we're going to add some, some overhead cost structure into the equation and, and in that race to the bottom, um, that can be challenging as well. So uh, I, I see, I think it begins to evolve when we talk about e-commerce into uh, a model that started you know, years and years and years ago now when Dell computers came out and you had the manufacturer going direct to the consumer, uh, mm-hmm. skipping the middleman. And I think that you're going to see more and more and more of that as we go online is that why, would, that why is there a middleman involved? The manufacturer, the person, that, the company that makes it 
can sell online and sell it on Amazon and go directly to the consumer. And we can have that race to the bottom where the manufacturer has more margin to work with. Um, I, I think you have to reinvent yourself as a local business. Mm-hmm. I think you have to provide something that is locally unique. Um, when we talk about you, <laughs> services can't be delivered uh, across the internet in the sense that if I need my piano tuned, I was talking to my piano tuner the other day. If I need my piano tuned, I'm sorry, but I can't get my piano tuned on the internet. Um, I, you know, uh, where uh, he was talking about the pressures that were going on in music stores um, and what we call showrooming, which is where a consumer wants to go lay their hands on something like a guitar, will walk into the music store, pick the guitar up, touch it, feel it, uh, play it, and then turn around and walk out, walk out of the store and uh, pull out their cell phone and go on Amazon and buy it for the lowest price because it's the same thing. It becomes a commodity when we talk about selling products. So I think local businesses have to look at how they're going to reinvent themselves in this environment. Should they be in e-commerce? If it makes sense, certainly. Mm-hmm. If they have a product that may have enough margin that they can do it and they can compete, then certainly. Um, but it, it's it's a tough place. No doubt. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah, I- yeah, it's competitive out there. It's yeah, really it competitive, and uh, um, which brings me to reputation management. Okay, because I, I'm a big person that kind of looks at re, you know the reviews all the time, whether it's a restaurant or a product. And I had a funny situation today. My husband came down and he said, he said, I can't believe this. You're the person who knows a little bit more about digital. And I just read in a German paper that. Um, if you give five stars on Amazon, you get the product free. Is that true? I said, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You know? So, I mean, it was actually in the German paper today. Okay. Um, so, you know, reputation management. Uh, I mean, how, how important is that now in this whole I, uh, online world? Well, um, so I, I can help you recover from a mistake, but I can't help you if you're not a company that's going to do it right. Uh, in today's environment, uh, you can't afford to be subpar. Uh, mm-hmm. You could get away with that uh, before online because it would be word of mouth that your reputation. So you could upset one person. Well, depending on how noisy that one person would be in a local environment, they might tell a few friends and those few friends would go, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but today, uh, it makes any person with a cell phone in their hand who can write a review um, immediately on a level playing field and can suddenly tell thousands of your customers that actually know about you and are looking for you and search your brand name uh, that, that you're doing a poor job at, at maintaining customer satisfaction. Um, and so you, you have to have, a as a company in today's environment, you have to have a real commitment to quality and quality customer service and, of course, you're competing against the bigs, and the bigs have very, very liberal return policies. So you're going to have to do the same uh, if you're going to, you know, I bought this product, and, and I had a problem with it. Well, uh, the, the, uh, the days of, sorry, all sales are final, no returns, you know, printed on the wall, they're gone because people will take their business to Walmart or to Amazon, who I can ship it back to with, you know, no hassle. Um, you know, the, that, that makes it tough. So what we do in reputation management, obviously, is monitor the reviews that are going through, help you respond to those. And then if we've got specific cases out there um, where, you know, somebody's written something on a particular website or something like that, we can help, we can help um, get it off page one. I can't make it disappear. I can't make them mm-hmm. go, but I can help 
uh, balance the the reviews out. I can bring the positive reviews forward uh, and get them a little bit more exposure. I mean, every company, every company has an unhappy customer. I'm sorry. It's just it's mm-hmm. the reality of it. You, you're not. No company is perfect, and it is about how um, how how well you respond to that problem, right? Do you, do you care about your customers? Are you doing something about it, or are you just saying, you know, if you thumb in, you know, put your thumb in nose and you know, thumb in your nose at them, basically, and saying, uh, too bad for you. Sorry, you had a bad experience. Um, I, I think it's incredibly important today, uh, and the, and the truth is with the products too. So it's not even just about the the business that sells the products, but the products that you actually sell. They got to be good because yeah. it, you can you can have a, a a stock room full of something that before long bad reviews have been written about and nobody wants to buy that product anymore. Like it's, it's such a truth thing today. Um, in how much we share, uh, about, you know, products value, uh, the products, quality services, quality companies, quality companies, customer service, and you can't hide from it. You better be watching it. You better be paying attention to it. Uh, and you better be adjusting your business based on it. Um, if you found that the product that you're carrying is not holding up and people will find that out and uh, you, yeah. you need to figure out what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. And, and Ken, I agree with you. And uh, isn't response important? Because I know I go crazy if I send, you know, uh, if I have a problem and I send an email to customer service, you know, sometimes I'll get a response back. Even just we'll get to you within 24 hours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, that makes me feel good. If I get nothing back, then it makes me, feel bad okay <laughs> yeah yeah well you know there was a there's a thing known i think in general business that uh that silence in the face of an accusation is the admittance of guilt i mean if i yeah. looked at you and said kimberly you stole money from me and you, you said nothing <laughs> you're you're not denying it, right? <laughs> um so you do need to respond and and brands uh companies they need to respond but but the number one thing i will tell you is uh when you're responding especially in a situation where you have an unhappy customer the thing that we that we focus on and that we teach our, our, our clients to do is take the conversation offline. In other words, respond. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you ha- had a poor experience. Uh, I would love to. We would love that. You know, customer satisfaction is uh, utmost important to us. We'd love to discuss this with you. Would you please send an email to this address, or would you call yeah. this number? And let me take that discussion away from there that way other customers down the road reading that go oh they're really responsive and they and they do want to help and if there's a bad if there's going to be a little bit more of an argument or a little bit more of a discussion with the customer let's take that away from here let's not have that out in the open now if a customer insists then that's a different situation you've got to balance that and you can continue to go with we really would like you to call our customer service number at blah 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 and as soon as you do we'll be more than glad to take care of you you just kind of keep reiterating that message back yeah. to you know, so. I, I agree. And then to get a real person, for me, nothing makes me more crazy than bots and recordings. But anyways, <laughs> um, well, we're going to take a short break now. And um, when we get back, um, you, you said something about local businesses reinventing themselves. And um, when we get back, I kind of want to talk about, you know, content. You know, how, what kind of, you know, how can they reinvent content, SEO, you know, how to get found in this jungle. Okay. And um, for our listeners, we are speaking with 
Ken Kroar, and he's a CEO and founder of the White Label Digital Marketing Company, that company. Yes, that's the name of it, that company. And for over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing firms in providing high-quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services under their respective brands. And you can find out more about that company by going to www.thatcompany.com. And they're also under LinkedIn at that-company and on Facebook at thatcompany.com. And for Ken, you can reach Ken on Twitter and on LinkedIn under Ken Knorr, and it's K-N-O-R-R. And if you have any questions about this sending, you can send uh, me questions at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. You can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And and today we're just talking about what's happening in digital marketing around the world. Um, and we're talking with Ken Knorr, and he's the CEO and founder of a white label digital marketing company called That Company. Yes, that's the name of it, That Company. And for over a decade, he's built a company that supports marketing firms in providing high quality SEO, PPC, social media, and reputation management services all under their respective brands. So, can we just um, we just finished talking about reputation management because that always lies in my heart. But the other thing that lies in my heart um, uh, is, you know, how companies get found, okay? I mean, um, you know, SEO, you talked about local businesses having to reinvent themselves. 
that means they have to not just define their products, but also, you know, get the content up there. So um, first, l- let's talk about content because th- that's key to SEO. How how important is is content in this whole um, digital marketing strategy? It's at the core. So um, it, it it's definitely at the core. Uh, without good content, and we talk about SEO strategy, we talk about Google. Uh, Google today, um, and still, and for a long time, uh, reads content, and it reads text, and it analyzes it mathematically, it looks at it, and it understands it, looks at a lot of signals around it, but at the center of it is the content itself. Um, And users, uh, when they visit you, uh, are reading your content. They can look at your visual imagery, that can definitely help them in their decision process, uh, with whether or not to do business with you um, or to buy your products or services, but it is ultimately the things that they're reading about you um, and that they're reading that you wrote. So um, you've got to have solid content. It begins there. Um, whether that content, uh, again, be uh, written text, which is the majority of content out there, uh, or any other type of content, like if you're talking about audio content, like oh, the podcast we're on now, or video content or imagery, all of it is about content. Um, it, we are. It's it's a media platform. I mean, we're talking about media and media in in its course. You know, uh, at its core is content, right? So quality matters. Um, uh, you can't just sling just junk up there and, and expect to do well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, content. Okay. So content's at the core. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about this mysterious world of SEO and how you get onto Google or, or Bing or whoever you're, wherever you are. I mean, maybe for our audience, just um, kind of, you know, can, can you make it simple for us or not? Or is I, it so I, complicated? <laughs> oh, no, I can. There's some, I can, I can simplify it. I, and, and the easiest and simplest way to describe it uh, is that, and we talk about keywords and that is for Google to read your content, to understand how to classify you so that when uh, a searcher is doing a search for something that you come up. Uh, now, it gets nuanced when we try to get you to number one versus number 4,000, but uh, let's, the first step is to make sure that you're classified. Well, there's two things in that that'll do it. One, if you want to rank something for something, it's really helpful that you actually use the words. So I'll give you an example where you, well, why wouldn't I ever use the words? But I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a, a, a home builder. And you build brand new homes and you develop beautiful communities with homes in them, right? And we write content about our uh, our beautiful tree-lined streets and we put pictures up there that show pictures of our houses and the pictures of our communities and all that. But we fail to actually use the phrase Orlando Custom Home Builder. Well, how does Google know you're an Orlando Custom Home Builder unless you actually say the phrase Orlando Custom Home Builder? Um, so it is very, very helpful that your content contains the keywords that you want to rank for. So if you want to rank for red toy car, you should probably say red toy car. If you're saying, you know, fire engine red uh, and you'd go on to describe it, you know, but you don't actually use that phrase that you want to rank for now. So that's number one. But but number two, and, and, and search is really evolving. So if you'd have asked me this three years ago, it would all be about the keywords. Uh, it'd all be about what's on the page. Um, and a large part of it would be about how do you go get other uh, websites on the internet to link to you. Uh, backlinks would be really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, today, it's evolving into a consumer behavior again. So Google is and has been since 2016 under a technology called RankBrain has been crowdsourcing search results. And what do I mean by crowdsourcing search results? They're watching the behavior of their searchers and they're looking at that behavior and determining whether or not you should be ranked. So let me give you an example. Let's say you sell red toy cars and I sell red toy cars and and across from me, Ray, uh, he sells red toy cars, okay? And Google puts all three results up there. And Ray's is in first, and yours is in second, and mine is in third. And the searcher comes and does a search, and, and they click on Ray's result. And the, they look at his page, and they immediately bounce out, come back to the search results. And then they click on your result. And they immediately bounce out, and they come back to the search results, and then they click on my result. And they stay, they're ca- they're captivated by the content I've created. What do you think Google wants to do to the search result? It wants to move mine up because mine was more relevant. So content is at the center again because with the content doesn't captivate the user's behavior. It doesn't hold them. So we start talking about things like what we call bounce rate. And that's the whether or not uh, visitors come into your website and immediately leave. They visit one page and leave. That's a bounce. Um, so bounce rate now matters to SEO. It didn't used to. It does today. It used to only matter in pay-per-click. We only cared about bounce rate when we were paying for that click. Mm-hmm. Well, Google's going, hey, wait a second. Bounce rate is an indicator of the user's uh, desirability, the, the content desirability in the user's eyes, and whether or not maybe I should put that one up higher. Um, we care about pages per visit and session time. How long does a visitor stay on our website? How long? How many pages do they visit on our website? Believe it or not, those are the top. Well, they're not number three. They're number two, three, and four. The the top ranking factors have to do with user behavior. Has nothing to do with anything else. User behavior. So we got to write the content or we're not going to catch the ranking in the first place because Google wouldn't know where to put us because it doesn't know how to just guess. But then we better be writing and and evaluating and looking at how our users are interacting with our content. And if our content is not good content, not quality content, not engaging content, um, then we're, we're in trouble and we won't rank. So I don't know if that made it, I can explain it simply, but the art of creating that kind of content is not necessarily a simple thing. Yeah. No, I I mean, that explains it really well. And I have a, I have a really um, kind of interesting question. Um, You know, we're talking about this content and we're talking about the driven by consumer behavior. And I'm just thinking about my own behavior and my own consumer behavior since this lockdown has changed. Okay. Um, how it, how uh, can you keep up with that as either a brand or I mean are you seeing shifts in consumer behavior? I I know for myself I read and pay attention to the content a lot more than I did before. You know maybe when I was on the go and I just googled something, looked at it, and bought it, and now I'm searching and paying more attention. Are are you seeing shifts in consumer behavior and how is that affecting um, ranking and SEO? Well, that's a loaded question. So I know, yeah. I know it's a big one. Okay, but yeah, I'm really, I just was thinking about it as you said it. Yeah. So <laughs> lots to unpack there. So yes, yeah. there's massive changes in consumer behavior, um, but again, remember that that Google 
is uh, so when we're talking about this and we're talking about SEO, and we're, we I tend to talk about Google because Google has so much of the search Ooh, market. Yeah, everybody else has so little. Um, it, Google, you know, is literally watching millions upon millions of user behavior uh, and behaviors um, every minute. Um, and in your keyword space, they're watching that user behavior, but uh, and they're they're watching how they interact with your content. Uh, it, the the same holds true. I, I want to attract and keep people. Now, if my bounce rate uh, is climbing higher, uh, that means that for whatever reason, my content is not is not relating to them at this moment and whatever they're looking at. And I don't know that in in from industry to industry, it's completely you know can mm. be. Completely different. Um, it might be that you know the thing that I'm ranking right now for red toy cars when they get there is just not an attractive red toy car at the moment. Mm-hmm. All of those things play, and and every every client, every business uh, is going to be a different case, yeah, a use case, going to be a different scenario of what's going on with them specifically. Uh, but the, I think the biggest thing that that I would challenge you know your your listeners and to make sure that they realize that this this change is happening and it's actually and it's, like I yeah. said it's not that new. Rank Brain started in 2016. Um, it's becoming more and more prevalent though when we talk about uh, SEO today, and, yeah. and that is that um, if your SEO firm's not even looking at your analytics, how can they possibly? Be uh, you know, and if you as a company are not looking at your analytics, then how can you possibly have a clue? You've got to start looking at user behavior, and I think that is the big thing. That that's the big wake up call right now. So what's going on? So you've got to look at user behavior. So often we would just look at rankings, we look at the content, and make sure that it had the right number of phrases that appear in it, and that our title tags are right. We still have to do those things. Yeah. But we actually yeah. now need to look at the outcomes of what's going on, and 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 often we fail to do that. So. Yeah. Are they changing? Certainly. Um, and, and each industry probably changing uh, different from one industry to the next. Uh, the RV industry in the United States exploded during this time period. We, we actually mm-hmm. were in an RV kind of recession in 2019. Pandemic hits. You know, we've got, uh, you know, air travels down and uh, everything else. And suddenly there's this massive resurgence back to let's, let's buy RVs or rent RVs and, and go on trips where we can stay in kind of isolation with our family inside of our, our RV as we drive across the, uh, yeah. the country. So that, 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 you know, everything is different. They're so. changing now. So, I mean, in these changing times, we're getting towards the end of our show. But I want to just ask you a question about um, – Leadership, because I mean, these are changing times, okay. Yeah. And um, you have a great company. You're you're dealing with these changes because the digital marketing landscape is changing. As a leader, what do you think the most important thing is um, to lead in these times? Mm. So, uh, right when, right when this all started breaking out back in March, uh, we. You know, we called. We made a call right at that moment because there was a lot of confusion as to whether or not companies were open, they were operating. Hey, every company that we work with, every one of our clients needs to have a, a COVID nineteen banner on their website to to make sure that they could communicate with their customers that we are actually open and we're we're doing it. And we put one up there on our website. So if you go to thatcompany.com right now, at least. Uh, you know, uh, as long as this COVID thing's going on, there's COVID banner there. And if you were to click on that link and read it, I wrote an uh, I wrote a really lengthy article about from a leadership standpoint what we should be doing um and the the article is titled um 
double down or hunker down. And we had a choice to make. Um, uh, uh, business leaders have a choice to make. And I, and this is a great closing. So um, if you are familiar with the story of Procter & Gamble, Procter & Gamble um, decided to double down um, during, at the beginning of the Great, Re- the, the great Depression. Um, they were a small, relatively unknown company. And there was a new and emerging um, media <laughs> media at that time called radio. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was new. as uh, is old now, but it was it was new then. And they decided to start promoting um, serialized daytime dramas. Uh, a, a, a daytime drama show on radio that would continue from today and then the next day the story would continue and the next day the story would continue and they promoted those with their incredible brands like uh, all of their different um, detergent and soap brands and thus was born soap operas mm-hmm. and Procter and Gamble exploded and it is today one of the largest consumer companies on the globe, um, consumer products company on the globe. And that, that's the story. In and in a moment where um, we are challenged as a, in the world, where we are challenged at, as business leaders, we, we must look for opportunity. Yeah. We must. We must look for opportunity. We we have to figure out because that that's that's who we are as entrepreneurs is people that go and create it and 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 make and make happen and drive forward and innovate. And if I were to leave any message with your listeners right now, it would be do your part in in pushing through this. It's tough. These are tough times. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. And they're but but you must. You must push. You, you, this is not a time to hunker down. This is a time to double down. This is a time to, to break out. Um, let your competitors uh, be the dumb ones that hunker down and hide uh, in their shells. You, you need to break out and, and gain market share. How about that? Great. That's absolutely positive, Ken. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's a great way to end this this uh, discussion today. And thank you. We've been talking with Ken Knorr. He's the CEO and founder of the White Level Digital Marketing Company, That Company. Yes, that's the name of it, That Company. And if you'd like to reach out to Ken, you can reach out to um, That Company first on www.thatcompany.com. And under that dash company on LinkedIn and under that company com on Facebook. And if you'd like to get hold of Ken, he's on Twitter under Ken Knorr and on LinkedIn under Ken Knorr. And it's K-N-O-R-R. And thank you very much, Ken. A great discussion. Um, you know, every, just really interesting content so, today. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And listeners, thank you again. Please remember to listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And if you happen to miss us, don't worry because we're on every major podcast platform out there. So please listen to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And with that, please turn in, uh, tune in to again next week to us. And please, everybody, 
stay positive, uh, stay positive with your attitude and try to stay negative with COVID and have a great holiday season. Thank you until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.